0: Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cinephile Roundtable brought to you by RealtalkInc.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with the man himself, Movie Files, Elliot. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. It's, it's good to be back. It's, it's been a while, man. It's I'm been glad a, to be back with you guys. Definitely been a while. And someone that uh, decided that sleep was better than being than talking movies with us last month, JC is back. What is up, bud? I was able to wake up on time this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome welcome back. We definitely gotta yeah, do a nice draft to guys. we definitely gotta do this. a draft together one day though. That, sh- that that was a good time. Um but today with the release of Cruella this weekend, we are looking at Disney live action films and ranking our top 15. There are a lot to go through. There were over a hundred films to go through. So I think we're going to have some unique lists, but before we get to that, let's get into some of the news of the week and highlighting the biggest news of the week is that MGM studios has been sold to Amazon for $8.5 billion. That's about Bezos lunch money. So nothing much to him. Um, Thoughts on the deal, JC. I'll start with you.
1: Um, I mean we you guys have you know, I didn't really cover it on my page because I usually don't like cover much financial stuff, but but um when I mean I have no problem with this it. like Amazon, i I like their service. I feel like Amazon's very underrated. Like I feel they have, to have a lot of good movies, but everybody just like oh Netflix or like Disney Plus. So it's good that now was gonna have odds because they have a lot of probably for a lot of good shows that I like. Like they have Buffy and a lot of good old stuff, but the only the only thing I have issue with is that I have seen. I think it was um Flixar. He posted like a capture from when he posted the news, and there was like how MG, how I think Basil might have been on the one that that he was like that they're planning to like reimagine a lot of the old MGM properties for the new generation, aka more remakes of classic movies. I'm just like, oh man, I'm like done with this shit.
0: And I think, and when I before I get to Elliot, I think I know why he has to reimagine them, and I'll I'll, I'll get I have it in my notes. I'll get to it. When yeah, that's I,
1: pretty much the only thing I have to say about this. Like, oh, this means more remakes.
0: Yeah, uh, Elliot, what are your thoughts on the deal? Yeah, man, just another
2: streaming service uh, becoming a studio. Uh, yeah, you know, Netflix is already in that camp. Uh, you know, we're seeing that with Paramount Plus and now uh, Amazon, and they are uh, they're they're quietly like. I mean, they have over – the thing that's crazy about Amazon is they already have Amazon Prime. So they already have like 200-plus subscribers, and now that's going to probably double that with the announcement of in four or five years when we get our next James Bond movie. We're going to probably get a James Bond spinoff series that might tie into the movies. You know, Rocky, or I should say uh, Sylvester Stallone, said a couple months ago that he already has a script for a TV show. So we already know that's going to land now. So TV shows galore. Yeah. RoboCop is in that mix and a couple other things so I think we're gonna get a lot of different spinoffs and I mean again Amazon already has their foot in one of the biggest industries which is the superhero genre and personally content wise the boys and Invincible are two top tiers like superhero content so now they already have that mix in James Bond and, and spy espionage I mean look Amazon takeover man we were talking about Disney and Netflix being the leader of the pack but Amazon that's a huge move and then <laughs> ice on the cake is Lord of
0: the Rings is coming out yep. in a couple of years so it's takeover man Sky- Skynet is alive my friends yeah. Skynet is alive <laughs> um yeah so I ca- I'm, I agree with both your you you guys statements the only thing I wanted to add that I had in my notes is that you mentioned the remix JC so Ted Turner uh, I'm a big fan of Turner Classic Movies. So Ted Turner actually owns every MGM film before like
1: 1986, before right, 1986. Like so yeah.
0: if we get remakes of that those movies, it's because they can never be on Amazon because Ted Turner owns them, and I don't think Ted Turner Classic Movies is going anywhere because they are extremely popular. So I suspect that. The remakes that you mentioned would be on the way for that reason too, just so Amazon has a piece of that property because they'll never be able to own, uh, I, movies from that era. So
1: no, but I mean, there's still some classic MGM from like the late '80s, like like um, at least at RoboCop. Like we don't need another. Oh RoboCop. no, I believe, yeah, no. I, unless, unless, it's, unless it's rated because I didn't mind the um, the one with the guy from the killing. I can't remember his name, but he's in Suicide Squad. Oh but yeah, Joe Joe Joe, Joe yeah. Kinnaman. so much. An, another one, it was, another
0: person they it, were trying to make a thing and
1: failed miserably. Yeah, like that was solid. It just RoboCop can't be PG thirteen. Like you remember, I mean we all seen the first RoboCop. That's fantastic. fantastic as hell, especially when he gets killed. Like that's a very violent movie. It can't yeah. be PG thirteen.
0: Totally agree. Yeah, they still have their hands on a lot of properties, but I don't. You won't be seeing Rocky one through six on <laughs> on Amazon Prime because essentially, this guy owns it. Well, no, Rocky 1 through 4. It'll probably remain on HBO Max. Yeah, Bob
1: Bow will probably be in, in, in Amazon. Prime and in the Creed,
0: Creed Yeah, so looking forward to the future of that. Uh, next bit of news is a trailer that JC has been excited for, and I yes. definitely want to get your thoughts on it, both of you guys. Uh, Last Night in Soho trailer. Uh, best trailer, I don't think anything... Is anything going to top this trailer this year, guys? I'll start with JC on this one as well.
1: I um, mean, so far from what we've done this year, it's probably the definitely the best trailer I've seen this year. Um, like you know, we spoke about it a lot. It's like it was everything I wanted and more. Cause like I haven't theorized about a trailer so much. Like I'm here thinking, like, okay, so she time travels somehow through her dreams. Does it mean like? Cause I I honestly, cause I have the plot. Like I've been this has been in my top ten most anticipated for the past two years. So I had knew the plot, and I thought it was just like I like um Thomason when she travels back. That like she becomes obsessed with her her idol, which is um played by Anton Joy, I wasn't expecting them to be like, you know, like some persona, like um repulsion type stuff. Where it's like they're both like the same person somehow. So like, it's been a, you know like it's been a while since we've really had like a trailer not give us too much away. Like it showed a lot, but it still left us asking so many questions. And I love that because like trailers, like I even. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I was talking to somebody and I was like, I don't need to see any other trailer. I'm already sold that I'm going to watch this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I I, like, I'm with
1: you. Like, if this is the second trailer to drop, like, I'll watch like maybe 30 minutes just to see if they elaborate more. But I'll probably just post it on my page without, without watching it because I don't want to be spoiled. Like, I was sure. already sold because it's Eggar Ray and the Talent. Like, that trailer just, like, yeah, that's it. October Ag- 22, I'm in there. Ag-
0: Ag- agreed. Uh, Elliot, thoughts on that trailer?
2: Yeah, no, nah, man. I am. Um, I, I was shocked because honestly, this might be a hot take, but I appreciate Edgar Wright. But I'm not like a Edgar Wright like super fan, like everyone else is. I, you know, I, I like the Baby Drivers of the World and, and the Hot Fuzzes and all that stuff. And obviously Shaun <laughs> the Dead, but I'm not like super over the moon about him as a director. Uh, so I was like just looking at it aesthetically and just a different tone. And it's gonna probably have some obviously Edgar Wright isms, quick cuts and all that stuff, and a, probably a killer yeah. soundtrack. But as far as like the the whole tone of like reminded me of a little bit of Suspiria and just the this yeah. the, the color palette and just the tone of the film just really kind of shocked me. And Up Becoming an Actress, those two actresses, Thomas and McKenzie and Iron Tail Joy are two of my favorites working in Hollywood. So knowing that they're in the same film uh, and knowing that we're going to get this kind of new, more serious tone from Edgar Wright, which again, he's had horror tropes in his past filmography, but. I was blown away by the trailer, and as far as like trailers that will probably beat this, I'm, I'm saying Matt Reeves Batman is is right around the corner, so I expect that to be <laughs> an incredible trailer. But as far as like so far this year, that that trailer was it caught me completely off guard because I thought it was going to be maybe a little bit more on the the lightheartedness, kind of the nostalgia of the time period, but just diving deeper, yeah. especially that back half of the trailer, the more horrific uh, tones, which speaks to again horror directors in regards to the comedians and people that have that little that levity in the kind of jovial direction can get to those dark
0: elements so i'm really excited to see what he does with this yeah same here i i'm with you i'm actually never seen Shaun of the dead hot fuzz Outworld's world's the first edgar right
1: yeah, s- yeah
0: so i've actually only seen uh <laughs> scott pilgrim and baby driver baby so i'm driver. with you um yeah this blew me away as well i actually i got a lot of a later hitchcockian vibes from it i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie frenzy uh, oh,
1: I've seen friends. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: a weird one. Yeah. It, it has, it has that vibe, but the cinematography in, in the trailer is fantastic. So I am super excited for this one. I, I hope it falls in line with the lighthouse where they don't forget it during the, during the award season. If that cinematography in the movie is as good as the trailer, I hope it, you know, people give it love. Uh, next bit of news is definitely just for me and, and JC because I don't think Elliot has still seen Cobra Kai, right? <laughs>
2: I haven't. I have not. Um, been Terry Silver's to the dojo. Yeah, I have not <laughs> been to the dojo.
0: Um. So yeah, Terry Silver's back, baby. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith is reprising his role as Terry Silver in Cobra Kai season four. Um. For anyone that has seen the first three seasons, we kind of saw this coming. They kind of prefaced it teased it throughout the third season that he may be returning now uh jc and I, I think we differ on this in terms of you would have liked it kept secret i seeing the third season before that last trailer release with the spoiler of daniel going to um to okinawa i would have loved it i actually would have i for me watching it without that trailer I was like shocked. I was like, Oh, that's such a nice surprise that they kept hidden. So I was seeing that the Terry Silver thing is revealed. That just means to me that they have a lot of more surprises that are being kept on the wrap. So I didn't mind it. I dig it. I guess their question comes as to what he's going to be doing outside of being with Crease on the show. So JC thoughts on the, on Terry Silver coming back.
1: No, I mean, I, like I said, we were on the same page. Like, we love that he came back. I was just very interested. Like I told you, the guy hasn't acted since 2005. So I'm like, I'm like, either they must have given him a lot of money or the storyline for Tell Silver must be a really good one because he was like, remember, like, you're an actor. You haven't acted like, in, like, 16 years. To pull you back in, it has to be something really good, which is, just like, similar to, like, with Joe Pesci when he did The Irishman. He turned him down, like, I think it was, like, 20 times he turned down Scorsese, but he eventually did it. So to me, I'm like I'm excited for that because I'm like it must be a really good arc to make somebody that hasn't acted in 16 years. But like, you know what? I stopped my passion. I'm gonna come back. This this is like worth me going back and trying to act.
0: Yeah, I'm saying. So uh, that's, that's I'm with you. Excited. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't wait, Elliot. Man, one day, man, one day I think you'll get there. <laughs> um, and and admit, have you seen the other Karate Kid outside of the first one?
2: Um, Karate Kid. Two, uh, yeah, I think i see them all. Actually, the one with Hillary Swank was three, right? And then no, that's three.
1: No, that's four. So four. Thir- okay, Which, thir- yeah, three. Yeah, three
0: is the one. JC, uh, I full credit, one hundred percent credit to JC. Where uh, three is Daddy where we is get sorry. Fat Daniel Larusso. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to take a uh, place a year before the f- a year after the first one
0: from mm-hmm. they
1: filmed the nineteen eighty nine. So that was been five years So, Yeah, like you, Daniel Modfield literally went from being like a twenty year old to, like a twenty seven year old still playing an eighteen year old. Yeah. And hey, you no, know, you, you know you gain you gain a little baby weight, so it's like yeah. chubby a little I'm like, yeah, it's not very yeah, he's,
0: he's he's got some dad bod in, in karate <laughs> part three. That's just that's for sure. Uh but yeah, no. Moving on to the last three bits of news here. Oscar dates revealed. Uh Oscar's back in March, March twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. And also that streaming movies will be pretty much uh they'll We'll be qualifying again, which means that I don't think this is going to be something that changes. So, do you guys agree with that? That streaming, well, that they,
1: they, they don't need a theater release. Yep. Yep.
0: So okay. They, yeah. So I think it's. I think we're. The 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 genie bottle's been open. I don't think
1: that's going to change anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. uh
0: are you good with the date, or do, would you have liked it back in February, uh, JC?
1: I'm not good as long as um season. I don't mind pushing it one more month because I'm like I don't you know. I don't want it to come sooner.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, this This season felt like it was going on forever. Like, literally, like, well, like, four or five months of Oscar talk. I was So I don't mind the March date.
0: Yeah. To uh, Elliot, same sentiments on your end? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All righty. And then um, I, I have a question for both of you guys on this one because it's very important and I need you to answer in the most honest way possible. So Aaron Taylor-Johnson is set to play Craven in, in a solo film. <laughs> Why are we getting this movie? Does anyone know why we're getting this movie? Elliot, any any reason why we're getting this? Um, well I think uh
2: Sony's is definitely doing the the Warner Brothers things where, you know, Spider-Man has the best Rose Gallery in the entire Marvel catalog. So why not take advantage of these supervillains? And we live in a time now, you know, we'll talk about Corella a little bit later, but I think the whole Joker and you know uh, the whole dive into the villains, the potentially which the CEO of Sony did allude to that we will be seeing those characters cross over with Tom Holland Spider Man eventually. So I-, I love Kraven the Hunter. I think he's one of, he's one of my favorite next to uh, Doc Opp and uh, Mysterio. He's he's top tier villains to me, and and his run with uh, the Great Hunt and that comic book run of. Killing man and and finding the, his greatest uh, uh you know treasure, which is killing Spider Man and burying him in a great. It, it's a great arc, and I think he's a fantastic character. And, and honestly, I think that this was surprise casting. My my casting for the longest time was Gerard Butler. I thought he would have been perfect in that role, but it seems like they're going a little bit younger, which alludes to having the character having some longevity. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm 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 good. I'm down for it. And going from Kickass to
0: you know seeing him last year in Tenant, he he can be, he can beef up, man. Oh so. yeah. It's I'm funny. To it's funny. I he was un, He's almost unrecognizable in Tenet.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, cause he's changed a lot since so Kickass. Oh like, yeah, like, big... he, he definitely has the bill for. It. Like I said, yeah. that a, It's not, he's not who I, I mean. I actually wasn't even fan casting because I was very. I'm like, why? I'm like, I was like, Dave. Like, why? Like, I like the character. I just don't know if he needs to be his own or his own movie. Like as a as, the, as a new Spider Man that we haven't seen, I would have been all for it. Yeah, the movie. I'm still like. I'm like I said. I wasn't I didn't see him for the role, but I think it's great casting and the way Marvel did him dirty like didn't even bring him back or nothing. Like I'm glad he's gonna get another time to shine because he's grown as an actor since kick has as well. So it's gonna be a different side of him that we're gonna see. He has he has experience with the Russian accent.
0: Yeah, it should it should be interesting. The
1: issue, the, yeah, the only issue I have is we I do like the, the director Jason Shandor, because I do like Triple Frontier, mm-hmm. I like Margin Call, and I like um, A Most Violent Year. I just you know like I wouldn't I see those movies I'm like oh yeah he deserves a, a Marvel property but since he's not a um he's not an actor that has I mean a director that has much experience on that and Aaron Taylor like yeah we know him but he, he hasn't proven to be a box office draw I'll keep the budget like Deadpool like 50 to 60 I don't if they do like anything like 100 million plus it might not be a good idea
0: yeah I'm with you on that Uh and then the last bit of news uh I never, I never say her name right, guys. So <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, Denai Did I say her right, guys?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never oh. even tried to say her name. Like. So
0: it's set to reprise her role as expected in Wakanda Forever. But the the surprise. the surprise was that she's getting a Disney Plus original series. Uh, JC, I saw your post and you were just as surprised as I was. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on like
1: that? I was like, yeah, like I we all expected her to come, especially after Chai was passing. You need. Like all the really big names and everything like that so we, I knew she was gonna come back from Wakanda Forever. There was no reason for her not to come back. She was actually my favorite character after Mike could be Jordan that movie. I loved her character. She was so badass. It made me be like, Yeah, she deserves her own action franchise, period. Like, you know, like those Atomic Blonde stuff, like Charlize and all these girls are getting their own action movies. She's a very believable kick fighter, especially from The Walking Dead. But the origins cause this is not this is separate from that Ryan Go- Kugler one that we that we got another February. So I'm I'm like but like I said, I love Black Panther, so we're getting two serious to set in that world. I'm all for it. Nice. Elliot, what are your thoughts on that?
2: yeah no I, I love it man when the announcement came out well actually prior to that announcement of uh, the wakanda series i was always like we should probably get a wakanda series prior to black panther 2 just to kind of explore a little bit more of wakanda and setting up the stage for who's taking up the mantle so i kind of i thought the writing was on the wall once they made that announcement I'm Like, I'm oh i'm like well yeah okoye is definitely gonna get her own show just because she was such a standout and you know the whole trials in the comics that come in, Dora Milaje is really, really interesting. So I think we're going to get more of the, the lore of Black Panther, like boss the God, and, and obviously talking about the herbs and all that stuff. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to explore uh, more of the Dora Milaje and, of course, a little bit more backstory of Wakanda. So this is great. And again, it per- makes perfect sense because she's from that cloth of television. So she's so used to that schedule and how that kind of works out, as well as I mean, they might be setting up something big for the Dormelage in regards to, um, you know, not necessarily who's taking up the mantle, but might allude to where they're kind of headed in regards to who will be the next Black
0: Panther. And uh, yeah, man, I'm,
2: I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it, the, the idea may be to go in an ensemble route for the future rather than just mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. singular Black Panther. We go we, we look at Wakanda as a whole rather than just one singular entity which which would be a smart on kugler to do so yeah i'm i surprised but not to
2: cut you off too but yeah about
0: it uh her her
2: you know her husband too uh, daniel Kalua, you know don't be surprised if he gets some kind of appearance as a young man when they first meet or something like that so that might be something to look forward to as well
0: yeah especially since he's pretty much I mean he's an Oscar winner now, so mm-hmm. so you 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 know Disney loves f- f- actually no, I can't even say Disney lo- loves slot in that because I, in that Eternals trailer we got zero mention that Chloe Zhao is an Academy Award oh. winner.
1: You know, I actually had um a fo- one of my followers that he posted about it in his ID story, and he feels it has stuff to do because that whole, all that Chloe Zhao stuff that happened like with the Asian like, what she said about China stuff. Mm-hmm even know like Marvel makes a lot of money in China so that they try to, like not distance th- themselves from her but not try to advertise it much because like maybe maybe the Asian market might have something because like even for like the friends reunion they cut off um any of the gay characters they cut off lady gaga and stuff like that so like they have so much censorship like because I remember they didn't even they didn't even play no Land out there even though she's she's Chinese because of the comments she made about the I think it was the the Police stuff
0: and something like that. Great, can't even use it, huh?
1: Yeah. So it's like you know, remember we all said after the, at the No Man was like, oh, Marvel's in the plaster, Oscar winner, Chloe Zhao all over. She her name wasn't even in the poster. Yeah, I've
0: I, al- I've also I've also seen some some comments online and I'm kind of in between. You said Jason kind of what they A- that at the point the Marvel is about the proper Who's starring in it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be like, re- if they don't say, her, if they don't put her name out on the the official trailer, I'm gonna be completely sold. again like, yeah, it, it's because of that.
0: Yeah, like I mean, when Martin Scorsese finally caves in and directs, a, a more of a movie. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, can, I, I, I can't wait. We- can't can, can you imagine though what what kind of movie that would be? This was from the 1989 release in 1990. Uh, Elliot, I know you're gonna add this to your list as soon as I na- I give you the title. JC already knows it. I saw a movie called Frankenhooker this week. <laughs> um, love that title. It is. Uh, it is something. It is something. It is.
1: It sounds as weird as it sounds as yeah. the name sounds.
0: Yeah. So essentially, what happens is it the it's a couple that's ma- not married, but they're they're engaged mm. and. This guy's an inventor, but also a—I uh, think he's a plumber or something along those lines. And he builds this—he lawnmower that a remote control lawnmower for her fiancé, for his fiancé's dad for his birthday. So in the beginning of the, this is like two minutes into the movie, so I'm not really spoiling anything. So uh, as he gifts the lawnmower to his his fiancé's dad, she is showing him how to work the remote control. Not knowing oh the lawnmower is behind her, he she presses the speed button to go fast mm-hmm. and it co- and it chews her up. So the nice. point of the movie is that he kills hookers and puts bodies together to bring her back to life. And that is the premise of Franken Hooker it that's gonna be
1: that's how the, your, your boo Emma's movie with York ghost, something like that,
2: oh yeah. yeah, yeah, with the Franken
1: like the baby infant brain thing, yeah, it's like that's gonna be. Very, we might be talking about how that's her best performance because that's going to be a challenging one. And yeah.
2: who was her co-star? It was Emma
0: Stone and someone. Um, uh... Rami
1: Rami Youssef, um, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, and um, Ruff- yeah, 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 J- I, yeah. J- J- Carmichael.
0: So I, we all agree that Dafoe is probably the villain in this whole
1: movie, right? He's like the doctor. I actually, I don't know. I actually feel that that maybe Mark Ruffalo might be like the husband, and, and um, Dafoe might be like the, the the little the little um psychic stuff interesting yeah Cause i mean because i feel like the as, as the doctor would be the obvious choice so him playing like a creepy assistant would be funnier to me
0: yeah that's a good point but uh yeah frankenhooker on shutter now uh <laughs> 80s horror classic garbage terrible performances across the board but enjoyable as fuck uh elliot any other <laughs> highlights besides quiet place soon corella that you saw this week
2: Um, there was a couple screeners that I got that just haven't gotten a chance to watch. More on the TV side, like uh, Love, Victor season two, and um, um, Lacey Story, which I'm really excited for. Lacey Story, the new Stephen King. tv show and on apple, apple tv plus apple, yeah. mm-hmm. uh but besides that yeah i can't really think of anything else i saw besides the quiet place Two and, and cruella and uh yeah those are probably the two highlights
0: nice uh, before jc i finally and i think you've seen it too jc i totally forgot to mention it before because i know you're a big fan you've been doing videos every week uh elliot i finally saw uh mayor of easttown
1: Oh, I love that show! Dude. Oh, no, yeah, you
0: didn't mention it. Me. Yeah, I I kind of just binged through it just to see because mm-hmm. Kate w- Kate Winslet is incredible in the in, in this series. Awesome. Um, I will say if it gives me vibes, although I don't. I'm not going to spoil it for those that haven't seen it. So, and well, actually, by the time this comes out, um, the
1: show yeah, will be over now, anyway.
0: I but I yeah, don't. I don't today, think. Sure. I don't think the person that was revealed as the killer is the killer. Yeah. And if it is the killer, it gives me vibes of the night of because the night of start is fucking incredible. And I hated the the, the ending, it felt very anticlimactic. I, like I can't, couldn't stand it. Yeah, I didn't it. like the ending. Yeah, it, me, it, same here, dude. It so essentially, yeah, I've never been able to go rewatch it because of us. A... Oh
2: my goodness, I'm in the same yeah. boat with you, dude.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> hated I'm, it I'm, I hated
2: that. I'm in the minority. It.
0: Yeah, oh, you definitely are, man, because that, like, after all that, like, <laughs> give me guilty or not guilty. Like a guilty.
2: The way they ended was like, well, let's get it, like, the, oh, man, I hated that ending. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. But I will say not to spoil anything, I think Mary V. Sound has a perfect ending. Oh,
0: what, so you, you already saw the finale? Oh, or? you already saw the finale? Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, I, I oh, cool, I'm not even going to say, uh, I have, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but um, I, I have my prediction that um, the wild twist that Mayor's the killer herself. And I got dead silence on that one, so I may not. be wrong. I mean, if that oh, happens, oh, you said that, that
1: to be... say, yeah, confirm or, or deny? I mean, um, yeah, he can't can confirm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. me, if that happens, I'll be just, I'll be pissed the way you guys were about Night of. I don't
0: know, man. You like that mistrial shit? You may be on board with this. <laughs>
1: Nah, but I'm like, if she's uh, the killer, I'll be like, really?
0: No, no, I, I'm just joking. I highly doubt that. I mean, but
1: hey, crazy things have happened.
0: Yeah, no, but the series overall is fantastic. I highly, yeah. highly recommend it. Uh, but JC, any highlight? Anything? Any other highlights you want to add?
1: Um, oh, same as you, Rella, But I actually saw um David Yellow's was director's debut, which is pretty solid. for the Waterman with him, Rosario Dawson. Oh, I heard and, about um, him. yeah. And um, I don't know if any of you guys see um the um this is us but the one the one that plays um certainly kate brown's character when he's little he's the mm-hmm. lead the little kid basic, yeah. yeah and it has like that ambulance stuff from like the 80s it's like hey this is like folktale like the Waterman where he heals people mm-hmm. and rosario dawson's character has um i think it's leukemia or some type of cancer mm-hmm. so he goes on this like journey and trying to find the Waterman to so he can heal his mother so yeah. it has like that Spielberg in like early 80s vibe nice and that was really it like I'm excited to see what David Yellowwood does because I do like him as an actor.
2: And you know what? I'll add this in the mix too. This was actually a week and a half ago, or two weeks. The um, the Barry Jenkins, The Underground Railroad, is my favorite show of this year so far. I don't know if you guys got a chance
0: yeah, to check I that out. Yeah, I saw your, I didn't see the show. I did see your rave <clears throat> review. You saw I, uh, the first episode. <laughs> I saw the first episode. I have not finished it. Yo.
1: No, All I right, got like, to get to it because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like watch it in bits and pieces. Yeah. And I'm excited to see your review because I mean, me and you had talked about it for a while. and I saw your review was like forty six minutes. I'm like, if Eddie was making a video that long, you know yeah. he loved it. So I'm like, I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it. It's Incredible.
0: Yeah. Um and anything else, JC? Um,
1: mm-hmm. and then the other one I was is 'cause I wasn't really watching too much. I've been watching a lot of T V, but um is um that new Glenn Close movie with Mila Kunis called Four Good Days. Oh I'm like, sorry. I'm probably, sorry to hear that. No, it was it wasn't it wasn't bad. I think I'm like three out of five like for a movie that premiered at last year's film festival, I was expecting something worse, but it's, it's solid stuff, you know, like it made a character is, um, I believe it's a heroin addict. I gotcha. You know, like it, it just like stuff like that. Like anybody who's ever had, like somebody that was addiction to the family could relate to that. That stuff doesn't just take a toll on the, on the person taking toll on the family. Cause it's somebody you love that's, that's being addicted to something. And you want to help them. And they, you know, most of these people don't, you know, like they'll say, Oh, yeah, yeah, you can help me, but they just keep letting you down and down. And that's probably Mila Kunis' best performance since Black Swan, I'll say. Nice.
0: Nice. Oh, and I forgot you to mention, it? and I forgot to mention, I start, uh, for the first time, I'm watching uh, Sex in the City with my wife.
1: Uh, and he's the only person in the world, for anybody listening, that does not think that Samantha's the funniest character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she uh, Ellie, have, have you seen Sex and the City? Yeah, my uh, my ex used to like
2: literally play it in the background all the time. So I like didn't watch it, but watched it at the same time. So I'm very familiar with the show. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So like I, m- my wife was the same thing when we were when we were dating. It was kind of the same thing. She used, always used to have it in the background, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's 25 minutes an episode. It's only six seasons. I'm like. Do you yeah, like let... I'm like let's just do it <laughs> so I'm like we're about three seasons in I mean and I dig it it's actually it's, it's a
1: female entourage
0: oh. essentially it's actually really you're, solid
1: you're, you're farther than I expected I thought you would have been like in season one
0: or two still no 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 we kind of been breezing through it it's super quick like entourage so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but um it's a female en- Oh well I can, I can say entourage is a male it's sex up. in the city <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's solid stuff but yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not too big on, on, on Samantha not at all actually I would say like, I, Miranda and Carrie are my are my two faves so far. Miranda has that sarcastic asshole persona that I I tend to live by, so uh, yeah, she she's solid stuff. But yeah, let's get into it, guys. So, Quiet Place Part Two. Um, let's talk about that first. JC and I saw it fourteen months ago, so um, Ellie will probably be refreshing our memories a little bit here because I I did yeah, not watch it. I remember most of it, but mm. uh, Elias, is you it's fresh in your mind. What are your thoughts? I saw your review and you gave it a solid review. So, what are your yeah. thoughts on on the film?
2: Yeah, man, I think uh, John Krasinski is definitely this is his baby, man. This is something that I think he just has a, a perfect grip on on the story he's trying to tell. I thought that the one of the things that this sequel did that a lot of sequels tend to forget is what made the first one so great. But adding yep. to that. Um, without b- building out the world, introducing new characters that actually have weight, um, you know, making the, the kids have a little bit more of an impact and just the, their progression from part one, like literally it's such a versus like, I don't know the schematics of like a part two versus like a, just a sequel it felt like just a continuation of part one in regards to just seeing their growth, just you know coming off of part one, losing their dad, not even having a second to really kind of grieve the loss of their dad, but having their progression of becoming more responsible for their new brother and obviously their mom and taking care of themselves. So I thought that the kid actors, Noah Jope, who's been... Like, whoever his agent is, if it's his parents or they hired someone, it's perfect because literally mm-hmm. working with Christian Bell, you know, Matt Damon, he worked on last year's The Undoing with Nicole Kidman. This kid is like lining, and then Honey Boy, he's lining himself up perfectly to have a. Hopefully, he doesn't get involved, knock on wood, with <laughs> drugs or anything because he has yeah, like cause... a perfect career path to be a Leonardo DiCaprio type of like talent as he gets older because he was fantastic in this film. But Millicent Simmons, she was the star. Like, I love it. I'll get to Emily Blunt here in a second, but I thought that that, that young girl was excellent in this film and just her progression and her story, her arc, her side mission with Killian Murphy was perfect. Uh, but going to, to, uh, Emily Blunt, she was, she was a little bit, my only like flaw in the film was she was kind of put on the back burner for the expense of like the kids having a little bit more to do in this film. And maybe in the third one, which I think is inevitable, we'll get like the the true family dynamic of them all kind of working together because they were kind of split up for most most of the movie. Uh, but she was still great uh, regardless. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, I want a little bit more of the alien origins, uh, which is fine. That's horror, you know. You don't always have to know every little thing. But uh, I thought the 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 beginning and the ending was perfect. Yeah, I've
0: kind of uh, have helped folks that have asked me like their expectations of what to expect from Emily Blunt because I, when we saw it, I was like, okay, I kind of dig the fact that this concentrated more on more on the kid for the reason that it didn't feel like cut and paste repeat. Yeah, so that aspect i loved. I mean, you nailed every every feeling i had regarding the film. A- Emily Blunt being supporting, even though she's supporting, she still leaves an impact in her performance. But yeah, the 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 starters show of the kids, like they are incredible. And i'll say spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen, you can fast forward a few seconds right now. The bear trap scene. Oh, oh my god, like that scene is
1: I think That beans- was the nail yeah. for this one. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it tops the nail. To be
1: honest with you, yeah. because that's more 100%. painful. Yeah.
0: Because
1: <laughs> we've all probably stepped on a nail, but none of us ever got better. I hope none. I would. I would have passed out. But I would have been a
2: good
0: scream. I would just passed out. Yeah,
1: yeah man. I would have been like, "Yo, take off my leg." Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because we're watching and like JC and I wa- we actually saw it together. We were like, "Yeah,"
1: we were like literally right next to each other, and we, we're, I we're like, we're, we're like, like jumping. Tr-
0: yeah yeah no i was like oh my god how the fuck are they gonna get how the fuck are they gonna get this kid out of this the bear trap
1: yeah and the fact that he's not even an adult it's like a little kissy if that would hurt us that we're in we're in our 20s or 30s he might have like a little 13-year-old kid like that kid i mean grants is an actor but like i feel like Noah you like really like he made you feel for him which is a testament to how good of a young actor he is yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh qu- question before i move to jc ellie do you think it's better than the first one or is the first one still superior
2: no, I think it is better than the first one to be honest with you. Because I think just, and I love the first one. Don't get me wrong, but I think just what this did to, for me is just again, <clears throat> the the first one does have a little bit, of, and not lull, but is obviously a little bit more, not as much like I don't want to say suspense and action, but I just feel like this one just had just just up the ante, and and the, just the performances alone, just kind of really, and also Dave Krasinski. I think his direction is a little bit more stronger. From being honest and just seeing the scope and scale of this film, so well it's like a column a column b type situation yeah. but i think i do like this one just slightly better um even though the first one obviously had there was no expectations and i was blown on the water this one i had high expectations and it exceeded my expectations so that's why i, I think i'm going over the, the second one over the first one
0: yeah i'm with you well i still i prefer the first one i do i love your i love your uh your characterization the column a column b like it's one a one b type that's yeah. how good they both are and then jc you had told me you prefer the second one right
1: yeah, because, like, the same... Just pick it back, to pick it back up what Ellis said, like, I feel like Krasinski's direction is better. Because remember, with the first one, that was the first time he was doing a horror movie. It was his third movie, but it was the first time he was doing a horror. And similar to how I feel about Get Out and Us. I like Get Out more, but I think Jordan Peele's direction is better than Get Out and Us. Because, you know, you know, he had a, he had a time to, like, you know, really develop his craft, and that's how I feel about Krasinski. Like, like they say, he has a grip in this world and everything. Like, So, like, now that he knows his characters, the story... After he had more confidence, he directed, and it's a bigger. I'm pretty sure like the first one had a budget like 15 minutes, but I'm pretty sure this one had a bigger budget because more cast and it had, and it was the more action packed. So like I um I feel like he had a, he got a hold of it and it was like really impressive, and I can't wait to see what he's doing next because I don't think he's gonna direct the third one because I know um Jeff Nichols from Mud is gonna do like the spin off prequel whatever mm-hmm. they're talking. So I'm like if Quiet Play is and what krasinski does next i can't wait to see what else because i might feel he has he has the potential to be a really one of the best actors turn directors
0: yeah and he mm-hmm. has emily blunt stated this week that krasinski does have an idea for this to be a trilogy so he wrote mm-hmm. the second one with oh, the, it inten- to,
1: it yeah. the ending?
0: yeah so he wrote yeah. the second one with the intention of finishing the trilogy so i i okay. and and it's making money so it's gonna happen yeah. so i'm glad yeah, to be like- able to yeah don't don't pull a james Wan and leave us on uh yeah, we're Conjuring. Like, we're like yeah Michael Chavez
1: yeah yeah <laughs> man
0: like La, La, La Llorona one of the best in the
1: Conjuring universe yeah that's what scared me but I'm, I'm surprised I'm happy that it's getting some solid reviews because like I was telling Dave I was expecting this to be the first like main Conjuring film to have Ryan because what he did on La like, Llorona I'm like I don't know what like, James wants I would have given it to to like the guy that did um comes home Doberman yeah
0: it's very very surprising that Juan didn't do this I mean he's not he wasn't I think he was making no because he had like Malignant yeah that's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking that's what he was that's the Mm -hmm. only thing he had it. he was shooting and I don't think that shoot was probably that long for him to skip on
1: The Conjuring he said said it was like a return to his horror so I can see that being like a very low budget horror movie yeah
0: Yeah. so I mean hopefully The Conjuring is good and then the biggest surprise of the year so far I think Cruella um (laughs) We literally gave it the same exact rating on all on your channel Elliot, on your page and then on my site. Yeah, I, yo, man, I like we that, all man. gave it the exact same uh rating. <laughs> like you guys gave 4.5 out of 5, I gave it 3.5 out of 4. So, um I saw it. I think Elliot and I pretty much saw it the same day cuz we got our screeners the same day. I was so Surprise of how much I love this movie because it took everything I hated about the Disney remake and made it something original, fresh. It felt like a comic book villain origin film and the villain origin film we never, I never asked for or wanted, but glad I have it. It is so much fun. The fact that we do see Cruella Estella as a little girl added a lot for me because we really do get a true sense of. Her motivations throughout the film. I personally love both Emma, Emma Thompson, and Emma Stone. Emma Thompson is essentially playing an up version of Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wars Prada, which I love that film. And Emma Stone, for me, I mean, out- outside of La La Land, this is my favorite performance she's ever done. She is incredible in it. And, and I know we'll keep talking about it in a little bit, so I'll pass it over to Elliot. Uh, thoughts on Cruella?
2: Yeah, man, just uh, like you said, just a little backstory on. Uh, so, yeah, I got the screener um, and I was like, you know, what? oh, cool. Uh, Disney sent it out to me. I'm going to check it out maybe tomorrow. But you know what? I was like, you know what? Let me just maybe oh, watch yeah, the first 15, that. 20 minutes just to kind of get a taste of it, just to see if it's, you know, really something I'm going to be excited to watch the following day. But I'm watching it. And I'm like, OK, interesting opening. I'm watching again, and I'm just like, I was hooked. Like, I watched it that whole night, and it was just absolutely, like you said, I was blown away by the film, because I literally had zero expectations for this movie, even though I love, like you said, La La Land is like my favorite like musical of all time, so I love, I'll always love Emma Stone. Well, I'll take that back. I've loved Emma Stone since seeing her as Jules in Superbad, which is my Same favorite here. of all time. Same here. Uh, just seeing her career from Easy A, and The Help, and all that, and Birdman, so I'm a big fan of hers, so I thought that her performance was excellent. Um, and, and it just blew me away that I, I did not once, only, only time I felt like I was watching a Disney movie was like the first half of the film, cause it was a little bit, you know, the, the dogs and the joking and the kid, the friendly aspect, that was like the only Disney-fied part. And that mm-hmm. wasn't even like a bad, me saying Disney-fied is not a bad thing, but it was just like, that's the only Disney part of the film I felt was like, Disney was on set that day, like, okay, you guys are doing good, good, you know, <laughs> have a fun time making the rest of the film, and then they just went like, yes, let's make the movie we want to make. Style, substance, swagger. I don't know who the well, I know who the composer was. one of my favorite composers, uh, Nicholas Nicholastel yeah, Bretel, who was phenomenal. The soundtrack and the score was incredible. a character within itself. the and I'm not like the biggest fashion guy. I don't consider myself a fashionista by any sorts, but the fashion was on point in this film. The costuming design, chalk him up for an Oscar. Sounded, you know, the the musical aspect of it, uh, the composer went Oscar wise, and then those dual performances by Emma Stone and and uh, uh, Emma Thompson were fantastic. It, it's the biggest surprise for twenty twenty one so far for me. I I love that film, and I've seen it a couple times already, and I can't wait to see it again.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for uh, for you to mention the costumes so I can give uh, props to the costume designer because uh, that <sighs> is. I would say the only thing that comes to mind that can beat it at the Oscars, and I know we're still we're being very much prisoner of the moment right now because of how good the costumes were, but the only thing I could think of, and correct me that if I'm wrong, that has potential to beat it at the Oscars would probably be House of Gucci,
1: mm. because yeah, because it's like clothing empire, so didn't right, have right. we seen the backstage photos, lady, I mean, Adam Driver is wearing a covered sweater, even though he sold it from Chris <laughs> Evans. But
0: Yeah, but Emma Stone actually had over forty costume changes from Dude, that's uh, what
1: impresses me. Cost- mm-hmm. the
0: costume designer's name is Jenny B uh Beavins. So she is yeah, awesome. best best of the year so far. Um mm-hmm. before we move to J C, what was your favorite costume that she wore? Elliot. Oh, if you... the the garbage book bu- uh, garbage truck costume was fire.
1: Nice. Uh JC,
0: Thoughts thought
1: probably be oh i, I was gonna ask the oh yeah that's go ahead answer enter that first be, um the one that that we that she's like in the middle which is like the black and red one that she puts her hands on her her waist yep that's the second time she like comes in and, and destroys her stuff that was probably my favorite and um for the movie, everything you guys said you know like the costumes are amazing like i said in my in my read i don't care how's the gucci is about the fashion of the street Ain't no way you're going to impress me more than those costumes because, like, the House of Gucci costumes is, like, is very stylish, but nothing that stands out like crazy from the pictures I've seen. I think, I'm, I believe Elliot said this is, he feels that this is Emma best performance. I second that. I mean, I love La La Land. I'm not one of those people that, that hates it or ever turned their back on it. But I feel like this character is just, like, is more layered than than Mia was. That was her name in the movie, right? Yeah, I Mia. He has
0: Mia.
1: I don't want to mess yeah, so I like, I feel like this character is more layered, and I do love that we got a backstory because you know usually with these origin stories, you got like one flashback for like two minutes, not like we got like a good like fifteen minutes, and it gives it gives us like a sense of how she got her mean streak and how she met Horace and Jasper, which I did love because like Paul Tom Paul Walter Hauser, I'm a stan. I loved them since I saw him in Itania, which crazy because same director as that movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like he knows how to like really like get the best work out of Paul Walter, and um. Basically, everything I said just like has a Devil Wars product style with the just with the fashion stuff, the, um, the Thompson's performance, and um, then it has like a Joker esque feel to it with the origin story, which we all got that from the trailer. It was like, you all felt it was, like Joker, Birds of, Birds of Prey style, and delivered. And like, I knew I would like it, but I did not think I was gonna love it the way it was. Like, I remember when Dave gave his ranking and said, Oh, I think I like I it's like I put it higher than than um. Judas and the was side, I was like, Oh hell no. And I feel <laughs> the same way. I mean I still kinda of think like Judas is like a bit a better movie, but it's like David like put it to me, like, well, which movie would you rather see more? And I would rather see Cruella 'cause cause Judas is like such a hard topic. I don't know if I want to revisit Fred Hampton getting killed mm-hmm. three times in one year.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like where I how I rank because I do my rankings like when I have to decipher like if I give a movie like the same rating, I'm like, all right, cool. They're both great movies, but rewatchability like I I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Cruella way more than I'm gonna watch Judas, and that's not saying Judas is not a phenomenal movie. It is, but like JC just said, it's a topic is a is a hard topic. So I'm glad you actually you you both agree with with the fact that the soundtrack is phenomenal because i've been seeing a lot of oh, yeah. hate on it and I'm, i don't understand i really don't understand like it, it, it's it's such nitpicky shit that i see on film twitter sometimes where people just happen to like now point out that the soundtrack is over it's too much i'm like nah man i it, it's it's a, a elliot nailed it. it's a car is another character in the movie essentially and
2: yeah, so it's a needle drop it's literally every time they would cut the like banger yeah, like, and it was it it led right into the scene. It would literally be lyrics that fit perfectly to what yeah. she's doing and going on. So it was like, it's perfect. It was it was a fit so perfectly with the screenplay.
0: Yeah, for me, like that fashion show sequence was my favorite of the movie. Like when with the with the band playing outside. Well, yeah, mm. with the band playing. Oh, outside. Oh yeah,
1: that that, that that gave me so much Rocky Horror vibes. Like like I yeah, that's it, like, that, that, that's exactly that's exactly the vibes I got too. Yeah, I'm like Look, it's Frank Porter
0: yeah that's exactly yeah that's so that's like kind of my whole favorite sequence uh the twist did you guys see that twist coming elliot i so the beginning so
2: first i think they were i don't know if they were trying to play that emma thompson wasn't the baroness in the beginning like i was like okay that's clearly emma thompson okay because i showed one of my friends and they didn't even realize that was the same person (laughs) in the scene but uh i was thinking that i was going to be her grandmother so i thought it was going to be some family ties and i thought that her Pretend mom was gonna be her, you know, that was gonna be the baroness' actual daughter, uh, and I thought that Emma Thompson was gonna be the granddaughter of the baroness, but I didn't expect her to be the direct daughter of it. So that that definitely <laughs> caught me by surprise. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't.
0: I guess to answer before, I did not see that twist. Coming. Yeah, same here. So kudos to Disney because usually they, uh, outside of Marvel, we usually can tell their their twist coming okay. from a mile You,
1: you yeah. were on the same way. We thought it was gonna be like Mark Strong. That yep. was gonna, like where it was gonna open. Was like, oh, I'm really your father. I was not father, expecting. Yeah. That that's what I, that's what I even texted um Dave I'm like oh I, I thought Mark Strong was gonna be your dad like when he was opening because you know you have the key you have a box somebody like, it's definitely <clears> gonna be some like Twitter family but I wasn't expecting Emma times. So I was like oh I'm your father.
2: We're well, speaking of Mark Strong I should have known I was gonna love this film because he whenever I see Mark Strong or something and this goes to two examples, when I don't have expectations for a movie, and I end up being blown away, I think of Kick-Ass, the first time I saw that for the first time, with he's in that film, and that film blew me away, and then seeing um, uh, Secret Service, uh, Kingsman. Oh, yeah, So, whenever Mark Strong makes it, like, if I don't have expectations for this film, and I didn't even know he was in the movie, because I, I literally did not give Corella like, I didn't watch the trailers, I didn't, like, really pay attention to it, so I didn't even know he was in the movie, so I'm like, oh, Mark Strong's in it, this must be a banger, so, Mark Strong is kind of the secret sauce for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so, that brings us into what we're here to do today. Like where does, where's Cruella going to rank in our rankings? And I suspect it's going to be um, quite Pretty high. high yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Our top 15 Disney live action films. Um. I posted on Instagram uh, for the followers to, to list what they thought. And it seems that everyone is engraved with this recent Disney live action thing because a lot of the responses were a lot of the recent ones. Like, I got a lot of Beauty and the Beast, I got a lot of Cinderella, Jungle Book, and I'm like, nah, nah, we go, we go like 70 years no,
1: back. But, but the, the, the do you emphasize in the thing that it was, it was, it was all type of Disney live action, or did it made it seem like it was live action remakes.
0: No, I put Disney live actions. I didn't, you know, I didn't put the remakes. Yeah,
1: but I think I think people got confused and just thought it was, it was like like you meant like live action remakes because that's what people consider Corella. So it might have been because that. Because I'm like, there's no way that Mary Poppins wasn't should have shouldn't have been him a couple times.
0: Oh, and one last <laughs> one last question um, regarding Corella before we get to our list. Did you guys? Because I personally loved it. Did you guys love the post credit scene, Elliot? Yeah, Well, actually, so this is... I'm not the biggest 101 <laughs> Dalmatian fan. So, like, I knew
2: who the characters were, but it didn't, like, oh, my goodness, like, a uh, you know, uh, a crazy ending. But I, I appreciated the nods. And also, just throughout the film, too, I love, like, how they... Much better than uh, Han Solo, uh, how he got his name. Oh, yeah. I love how they, like, gave her, you know, Corella DeVille and her hatred towards Dalmatian. So, I, I appreciate that. But the ending didn't blow me... The postcard, because I'm not, like, the biggest, like, lore fan of, like,
0: those films. Gotcha. And then, JC? No, I'm
1: saying, like, I didn't, like... It- I loved it because it was like a nod for like the true diehards, and I love how the ended with like Roger being the guy singing the the classic song DeVoe, from the animated series from from that animated movie
0: yeah that that's me I'm a diehard that's in my top ten uh disney animated films i I adore that movie, so it would definitely loved it but let's get to it um fifteen films this was actually very very hard because i um yeah I
1: you, you love that Disney
0: yes i I pretty much live in Disney world so um yeah this is tough so I'll do some honorable mentions I'll kick it off and do my fifteen through ten here I'm gonna say that there is a blind spot that I'm sure will be on both your lists I've never seen enchanted so that's the one that will not be on my list because I have not seen it so uh some honorable mentions to throw our way throw your way uh cool runnings <laughs> Oh, already a gas. Should that be, should that have been on my list, JC?
1: Yes. Leo will probably be very mad at you when he's listening. Yeah, he's going to be
0: very upset. Uh, The Princess Diaries. I do love The Princess Diaries. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Not on my list. Uh, and then this movie is. It's not on my list because Disney didn't own them at the time, but they do own them now. So the Muppet movie from 1986. So uh, kicking it off, my number 15 is a movie that I don't think many have seen outside of tr- outside of a few people that I know. I think JC is definitely one of them. My number 15 is The Rocketeer. Yes. It
1: is. It is. Have you seen The Rocketeer, Elliot?
2: I haven't. It. No, it's
0: Joe Johnson, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much, I think, what got him the Captain America game because it has the same style and tone.
0: Yeah, so I, that's actually word, the best way to describe it is if you like First Avenger, I think Rocketeer will work for you. It is really solid stuff. I mm-hmm. I enjoy it, and the reason I wanted to add it included in my list is because not a lot of people are aware of it. So this could expose you know more eyes to the product. It is available on Disney+, so definitely check it out if you're able to. Uh, My number 14 is I love the character of Mary Poppins. I was very weary about a, a, a sequel to Mary Poppins, especially 40, 50 years after the original. But Mary Poppins Returns is my 14. I thought Emily Blunt was incredible as as Mary Poppins. I actually thought she should have been nominated for an Oscar. Um, The movie Lin-Manuel is fantastic. I was unsure how he was going to pull off a British accent, but he did pretty solid. Uh, The musical numbers are really good. There are some... Um moments, some musical numbers that even outweigh some in the original. So Mary Poppins returns with my 14. My number 13. I will preface this that I've ranked this by preference of favorite, not just quality, because quality, yes, I mean. yeah, for quality, I think this should be near the top. Uh 13 is the jungle book. Um I was very surprised of how much I liked the jungle book because I'm actually not a big fan of the animated film. Or that 1994 hot garbage oh, live action Jesus movie? Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're I'm not me, yeah, not a fan at all. But this one really did hit. Uh, the CGI was incredible. The best the best visual effects of that year deservedly won the Oscar. Um, yeah, I was so surprised with how much I liked it. It's it's been a, I haven't seen it in about a year or two, so that's another reason it's a little lower. But the movie itself, from the few views I have of it, is incredible. Uh, next up, a movie that is not. Critically acclaimed or anything along those lines, but I love it. Um, it's nice to see fat Just, Joseph Gordon levitt and Angels in the Outfield. Um, J- Angel- Angels in the Outfield is like, I-, I live for sports movies, but I live for bad sports movies, and there's nothing. You think it's bad? You- I think it's terrible.
1: I think it's yeah, so I terrible. I think it's decent. It- it's-,
0: get a five. it's so enjoyable. Elliot, have you seen Angels in the Outfield? I haven't. No, I'm going to put this on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a, this is on Disney. I think great it's on cast. Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a great cast.
1: Absolutely. Matthew McConaughey, Danny uh, Glover,
0: Danny Glover, Tony Danza. It it is really, really, really fun. It is essentially um, Christopher Lloyd is an angel, and he helps the California Angels win baseball games. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the only one that can see the angels. So
1: mm.
0: yeah, They're and they're, uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who's the uh, who's the little the other
1: little boy? Uh, J.C. He did have a he did have a career afterwards.
0: Oh, he didn't. Okay,
1: <laughs> so I mean, he probably had like little stuff, but he it wasn't like he ever became a big name the way George and Gordon-Levitt became. So i I've never really remembered yeah, so anything else.
0: they're foster kids, and they um, they're foster kids, and you know, if you see the movie, I don't want to spoil anything else. My number eleven is probably the critically worst film on the list. But uh, I adore this movie, and I know J.C. will have this movie on his list. I don't think Elliot has seen this movie. Uh, My number 11 is Blank Check. Uh, Pretty simple, Elliot, if you haven't seen this movie. A kid is given a blank check by accident, and he cashes it out for a million dollars. That is literally the premise of the movie, and it is... I saw it as a 7-year-old kid, and I wanted that life. But as a 34-year-old man, I... Realize that he is a terror. all the it's a waste of money there's a lot of money wasted on garbage I
1: mean, yeah, that's exactly how all of us would have spent the money in, in 1994 yeah
0: for sure and then rounding it out uh, my number 10 is uh, the movie that made me want to steal the declaration of independence national treasure <laughs> I, I it is too long it is overstuffed but it is such a fun ride, and just watching them steal the Declaration of Independence is s- still one of my favorite moments in a Disney movie. So, yeah, that's my uh, 15 through 10. Uh, JC, what do you have?
1: Uh, um, honorable mentions is the Jungle Book, the John Favreau one, Saving Mr. Banks, First Kid, The Rocketeer, Midnight Manners, and Honey, I Trunk the Kids.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, I, no, 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 You're not going to get through First Kid without me calling you out on First Kid. Really? What a what
1: yeah I, I like Sinbad. bad oh man all right go ahead <laughs> um number 15 is like babe i love it but it's not really a good movie so i can't put it anything higher but blank check everything you said I was like we would have spent the money stupidly like that and then realized that as we got older like we had a million dollars and we wasted it away yeah um,
0: but uh, by the is, well by the way i forgot to ask ellie have you seen blank check or is that another blind spot there
2: no, I I I can see the uh, the poster now. It's like a kid with glasses and yeah. I think he's holding a check. Yeah, so I, I honestly I think I might have seen it, but it might you have might like have seen it in over. The 90s. I think I'm overlapping it with uh, the Macaulay Culkin film. Oh, Richie Rich, Rich. Richie Rich. Richie, Yeah, I think I might have like combining those two films.
0: Uh, blank check, much better than Richie Rich. Definitely. Okay. Oh,
1: definitely. <laughs> Go, uh, it's enjoyable. Um, number fourteen is Holes. Um, I used to love this movie when I was a gr- when I was growing up. I'm like I'm a big even Steven fan. Like I've followed up Shia LaBeouf's career since pretty much the beginning because he was even in Freaks and Geeks in a couple episodes. But it Holes is just like I remember the the rap that they did. It was like I thought. I, I mean, granted they were kind of, kind of like juvie criminals, but I wanted to be part of that whole group. I thought it was fun. Um, number thirteen is Cool Runnings Is one of my favorites. Sports movies. Um, I'm a big John Candy fan, and his chemistry with Leon and um Dougie, Dougie, Doug. Yeah, Dougie Doug. I was gonna say Dougie Fresh. That's the rapper. Um, but with Dougie Doug, I love that whole chemistry and everything like that. Anything you know, it's like it's like that Disney inspirational sports movies that we all tend to love. Um, number twelve is The Parent Trap. Oh yes, I, yes. It's one of my first experiences I remember with like Blockbuster Like that, that, my that my mom let me pick a movie, and I remember. For the longest time, I thought Lindsay Lohan was a twin. You know, like I was six years old when that movie came out. I didn't know that you could make a you know like a like a fake twin and stuff like that. So I was when somebody told me, "Oh, yeah, she's not a twin." I'm like, nah, you're lying." There's two of them in that movie. Plus, I, I don't know if I ever told you, Dave, but this I have a thing where I like to eat always with peanut butter, and it came from this movie. Nice. <laughs> uh, number eleven, David's going to be surprised that it's probably not higher because we both talk about how much we love it, but heavyweights.
0: I actually don't it's, have it on my list.
1: Oh I'm so disappointed in your boy. You didn't even name it as one of your honorable mentions. I, I totally forgot For to mention. Yeah, I'll, shame. I'll
0: I'll let you I'll let you rave about it. I do love heavyweight, so
1: No, I love it. it's like it's like you know, it's like you got a bunch of the like noticeable faces in that time. You have um Goldberg, you have the main character he was in the first Mighty Dogs, you have Kenan Thompson, you have Paul Foggy, who went out to create Freaks and Geeks, direct Bridesmaids, and so that stuff, but it's like it's such a fun movie then basically this movie with Ben he have you seen it any right I
2: haven't I oh haven't.
1: Like, yeah this okay, is so basically must. basically he plays like this fit. the movie's basically about this fat camp, and he becomes the owner of it and he tries to get all these like fat kids to lose weight so it's basically a PG-13 version of his character in Dodgeball yep that's that's the best way, it. The best way it. yeah it was like a person that was fat who lost weight and now wants to make people feel good well not feel good but lose weight while making them feel like shit. Yeah, what uh, what was, was the in, was on Disney Plus?
0: What was the what was the line? Today's lunch has been canceled for for lack of hustle. <laughs> but Ben Stiller like takes it to like a hundred in that in that movie. It's it's really yeah. funny stuff.
1: Oh, and trivia. That's Judd Apatow's first screenplay. Um number ten. David's probably gonna get mad at me because it's very low. Because this, this is a movie I know is definitely gonna hear this and you love it, but the Mighty Ducks.
0: Well, them. you'd be you'd be surprised where it is on my list. The Mighty Ducks is
1: it, great though. It's probably it's probably gonna be like top three.
0: no nah, it's not. It's not.
1: That's very shocking. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, yeah, like I love though. I love all three of them. Um, as one of my favorite movies growing up. I can't even imagine. I can't. I wish I could know exactly how many times I've seen in my life because I used to watch it so much as a kid. Besides another movie that is on my list, yeah, franchise is like the only um, hockey movies that I really watch a lot.
0: Yeah. So. I I didn't add before we moved to Elliot. I didn't put Miracle because I think Miracle is a very good movie, but I don't, I don't watch it enough to for it to be uh on my list, but Elliot, take it away.
2: Yeah, so a little a little uh precursor here. So I just re- do coming up on my list. I guess I haven't seen a lot of Disney films growing <laughs> up as a kid. I was so like, like engrossed in horror films and sci-fi films. So I guess I just kind of missed a lot of the Disney stuff. So my list is gonna probably be the worst in this entire uh, bunch <laughs> here. So I, I guess honorable mentions as you guys were kind of going over some films. So I guess my Disney category was like if it had like a Disney logo at the beginning of it, I considered it a Disney no, film. That's but there a, was some that's stuff. That's perfect criteria. In yeah, that I could have put on my list, but I'll just go off with number fifteen, and uh, this kind of shows the rest of my list here. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, two thousand ten. <laughs> Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Well, I don't know what it is about. Well, first off, that the animated film is super weird and like yeah, it is weird on Very acid, true. and and like this film to me like kind of adapted that pretty well, uh, and I like Tim Burton. Well, that was like probably like the last Tim Burton film I liked. No, you know um, what,
0: you know what though, I, I know um, JC will probably kill me for this one too, but I actually don't hate that Alice in
1: Wonderland movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's one of the, that That's the second worst movie after Planet of the Apes. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, so that's number 15. Uh for number 14 for me is The Princess Diaries. I actually yeah. really enjoyed that film. Same. That was my first time being exposed to uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh and and just a, it's a, actually I'm they doing another one if I'm not mistaken? Are they talking yeah, about Yeah, they're doing the 3rd there There's
1: th- been th- talks. Th- yeah. So
0: I think the talks is of the third one having her take someone under her, you
1: right. know. Right.
0: Kind Of, like, the her playing the Julie Andrews character essentially, right? Right, yeah, but that was a fun film.
2: Uh, number 13, it's surprising, uh, that I really enjoyed this. This is something recent 2019's uh, Lady in the Tramp. I love uh, Lady in the th- Tramp, that was good, yeah. I thought that he uh, was a uh, Justin Theron and uh, uh Tessa Thompson voiced uh, the characters, and I, I had a fun time with it. Uh, number 12 is, is Holes. 2013 yes. 2003 yeah I, I was right there with you uh, jc I, I was such a fan of that film and uh it wasn't a disney original right like a t- it was a movie tv movie mm, right?
1: no, 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 no 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 that was it that the one with as yeah, yeah, that, that one's a okay. Famous.
2: I think the first time I saw it was probably on Disney uh, on the uh, yeah. network. Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed that film. Um, number eleven for me is another kind of recent film. Uh, it was on a Disney Plus exclusive uh, to go uh, with William Defoe. I'm a I'm a sucker for kind of the the men nice. best friend story, and uh, Julian Nicholson was great in that as well. So uh, that's my number eleven. And number ten is another recent film, and that is Aladdin uh i was very pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed the film and this is coming from someone that's not like a diehard aladdin fan but i, I actually enjoy will smith and, and the whole uh, naomi scott and, and the whole damn crew so yeah that's my number 10
0: nice yeah duh. i'm with you on a lot it didn't make my list but i'm with you i actually dug it more than i thought i would because Aladdin is my favorite yeah a is my favorite aladdin and lion king are my two favorite animated Disney animator films of all time so Seeing what Aladdin did at least Try to be a little different in a way And then Lion King be a
1: shot for shot Remake uh, yeah. yeah that was surprising how bad it was Especially after we got the Jungle Book I'm like oh bad i doing it hell yeah it's gonna be great
0: Yeah so now I get you Alright cool so I'll take over here My number 9 is the better Of these next two sports movies But um, my number 9 is Remember the Titans Uh, Yeah man Too low it, it is, but you, when you see the rest of my list, you'll be like, yeah, that's, that's a Dave list there. Um, okay. my, yeah. So remember the tie end is one of the best sports movies of all time. Ever. It is ever. Yeah. Without a doubt. It is everything about it works for me. And it just has a, so many memorable lines. I mean, it's first. Is this Ryan Gosling's first f- feature?
1: Probably the first like big role because yeah. I
0: remember him on Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I, you know, movie wise, yeah, yeah Young know,
1: Hercules, the Mickey Mouse Club, yeah, but so, you might, might be in his first movie because was my exposure to him.
0: And then, obviously, I mean, outside of the, the great ending of the film, the that we are the Titans dance is still like hell yeah, it's still top tier Disney. Uh, number eight, uh, The Mighty Ducks. So yeah, the Mighty Ducks is, I mean, I love Mighty Ducks game changers. That's how deep my love for this franchise goes. I think, <laughs> I think the series is super fun and I love this movie for all its quirkiness. Um, I, if I ever do a, a podcast just on the Mighty Ducks, I just want to know how Gordon Bombay got that limo on the ice and it didn't break the ice because that's an un, 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 unanswerable question but uh, all jokes aside like I think the movie is super fun I saw it at the right time of my life that made me fall in love with the franchise I have never put on a pair of skates I actually don't know how to skate so I live vicariously through the through the mighty ducks Um, my number 7 is 2011's The Muppets I don't think uh, JC we talk often I don't even think you know this I'm like a huge fan of The Muppets itself like
1: I yeah I had no idea yeah
0: i I <laughs> Love the Muppets. It's uh from the end an- from the animated Muppet Babies to the Muppets TV show. I've been. Oh, you know... so I
1: already know that there's gonna be another appearance of the franchise.
0: No, no, that one didn't make it. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, w- I wanted to pick <laughs> one. I wanted to pick one. Um, either this or Muppets Christmas Carols. I wanted to just limit it at that. And I think the Muppets are, and I I I think the Muppets is the best one of the bunch. I think they're just. Everything about it, Amy Adams, and Jason Siegel are fantastic in it. And just the concept of the film that everyone forgot who the Muppets were and they do this telephone. I think it really worked for me. Uh, overall, yeah, I, I just love that film. Uh, number six for me is Hocus Pocus. Uh, I think it may be low for some, but it's still a very enjoyable film. Looking forward to the sequel when it drops. Uh, yeah, Hocus Pocus is my number six. Uh, Elliot, I'll start with you this one. What is your t- uh, nine through six here?
2: All right. So coming in at number nine is uh, 2016's Jungle Book. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of like the Jungle Book animation, but I actually really enjoyed the film. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a sequel uh, that they were talking about making, especially with Jan- John Favreau being so uh, involved in Mandalorian and doing his own thing. Yeah. So we'll see if we'll get that anytime soon. But, yeah, number nine is Jungle Book. Uh number 8 is actually Hocus Pocus for me 1993. It was nice. uh it's uh, uh, you know Halloween classic, you know tend to try to watch it at least once a year every Halloween and little on the fence about the sequel. We'll we'll, we'll see if they this can capture that magic a rem- again. A remake. Yeah, I, I I think so as well, but we'll we'll see, fingers crossed. Uh number 7 is uh going to The Islands in 2003 Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh that's uh, I'm a big fan of that franchise. Bad. Yeah. Uh, and then number six is uh, Tron Legacy, two thousand and ten. That soundtrack is a banger, and the visuals during that time was like stunning. Two thousand and
0: ten. I I love Tron. I I don't think I've seen that sequel more than once, but I definitely need to get to it again because I I do remember the soundtrack and the visuals being outstanding.
1: Yeah. Um, JC, what do you got? Okay, number nine is um D two the Mighty Ducks. I actually yeah, I'm actually one of the few that likes to Second part over the first one. Uh, I feel like Killing
0: me, Smalls. So,
1: well, I'm saying that's one that we get the Bash Brothers, we get Keenan, and I love the whole Team say stuff. Like I love, I love, I even like the third part. But I, I, there's something about D2. I feel like the new characters that were brought in were better than some of the with the first one that that got kicked out, like J- Jesse Smulyan.
0: Yeah, it's it's the knuckle puck, right? Is that what it did for you?
1: Yeah, and then the Bash Brothers, I love them. <laughs> Um, number eight, I'm like I felt happy that I had it towards this side too. But um the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Hole. Oh I'm, I'm glad I was the only one that had it. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like they're fine. I've never been oh my god about them, but Jack, like um Johnny does performance is amazing. That holds that movie up for me very well. But I don't got much to add because I'm like I'm not too big on it. But uh, but you can have a list of like you can not uh, have that the first one in your, in your top ten. Uh, number seven is Sky High. I'm probably the only one that has it in this list yeah, yeah. no because i love it. i love the whole concept of like a superhero school you know like no I'm, we're all comic book readers so just i always I gravitated to that one like it's very, i feel like it's probably the most underrated live action disney movie that, like barely anybody really talks about it and I, I love caruso so it was cool to see him playing like this kind of like all-american superhero um number 6 unlike like dave I actually see Miracle every like probably like once every two years. I love it. I think it's the greatest hockey movie ever made. And I, like I said, I'm all i a sucker for all these inspirational, Disney sports movies. Like you know, it's just that formula they have, like to turn these these true stories into movies is just so great. And yeah, you know, that's that's right. Was I was up to five? That we're gonna do
0: uh, up to
1: yeah, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, up to six. okay. All right,
0: cool. So um, my number five is one of my favorite christmas movies yep. of all time uh the santa claus i yeah I, I love this movie i watch it every year i think it's so great there's such an endearing quality to it tim allen's you know even though he's canceled at the moment um tim allen's fantastic in it just the whole concept i mean i was like Six years old when this movie came out. So I still believe in Santa Claus at six years old. Uh, <laughs> the merit, the, the, the magic went away December of that year. So I saw it just in time. But, um, as a six year old, I even remember being like, whoa, wow, is that how, you know, the North Pole really is and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> the movie has definitely become a Christmas tradition for me. I, I adore it. Um, my number four is a movie that I think JC has seen. I hope Elliot has seen. This is a movie, a sequel. That if David Lynch had directed the sequel to The Wizard of Oz, it oh, would Return be it would be Return to Oz. Have you seen Return to Oz, Elliot? I haven't. No, it was Sam Raimi, right? Nah, no, that's oh, that's
1: the. Oh, Are you can go ahead, David?
0: That no, that's that's Oz the Great and Powerful. You don't want you don't oh, need to okay. watch. You don't need to watch that garbage. Uh, <laughs> Return to Oz is. Um, pretty much as dark a Disney film as you'll see. It's directed by Walter Merck and uh, Feruza Balk plays Dorothy. So, it's a movie that she goes back to Oz. She actually gets put in a mental institution. They were going to do... Um, uh, what is that procedure called, JC, that they do on Ellen Burns? Lobotomy. Lobotomy. They were going to do a lobotomy on her uh, because she... People didn't believe that she was actually went to Oz. So the night that she's there she goes there's a big thunderstorm and she actually you know she ends up back in oz and it goes to the point that this movie gets so dark that she goes into a room for a headless queen and in that throne room are about 60 heads of other women that she's killed it is super fucking dark I mean, jc you've seen cool. that right
1: yeah, but it's been a while for me, but it's basically Corella before Corella, like, there's going dark that you, like, cause it's not even, really, shouldn't even be for kids.
0: Yeah, and it's not The Wizard of Oz, essentially, remade, it is v- pretty much a, very much a brand new movie. Uh, yeah, so my number three is Pirates of the Caribbean. I think Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, any anyone that knows me off the line, uh, JC you kind of know this now too Like, yeah. I I go to Disney almost every single year and Pirates of the Caribbean is my, one of my favorite rides at Disney so when, when the news first you know came out that they yeah, were going to make we're, a movie about this I'm like what
1: how we're, we're, get in it?
0: like how is it possible that they're going to make a movie about this ride because there really is no storyline on the ride <laughs> there is literally zero storyline so the final product turns out to be what it is and I'm like oh my god this is this is incredible. Like I love everything about it. It's a great adventure story. I do think it's a little bit long on the tooth. I think they all are. Um, but Johnny the 3rd. But for a movie that is based on a ride that has no narrative on that ride, I thought this movie is fantastic and it kind of started the trend of like the better um uh, Disney live action films after yeah. in terms of quality, not just, you know, nostalgia and then this is tough for my number two and one I couldn't decide here to be honest with you so um I went with Cruella as my number two and it wouldn't shock me in a few years it'll change and you know we kind of already spoke about how great Cruella is and how great Emma Stone is but yeah Cruella is my number two Elliot uh throw us your five through two
2: all righty so number five for me is uh honey I shrunk the kids uh 89 man I just love that premise and that concept and this uh you know Rick Roman Remandis. is he coming back for the remake Yeah, but, uh, exactly.
1: Josh, yeah. Okay
2: so That's, this will be the yeah. first time we've seen him since you know Ghostbusters I guess right or no no not Ghostbusters but it's no, I a think his
1: um, his last movie was the Honey I Shrunk uh, we shrunk ourselves
2: yeah so hopefully you know he's back and uh better than ever so uh, that's number five number four for me is the santa claus I, I i such a fun film um i love that concept of santa slipping and dying and someone has to take yeah, his man, place it's... And that whole story and actually that the the franchise isn't bad in general it progressively kind of
1: got a little worse
0: yeah uh, yeah I'm, that, I'm glad you touched on that because i i i uh, i don't i hate being on that island was, by myself
1: in the, in the christmas episode yeah, I went to
0: yeah, we had a Christmas episode and I went to yeah. bat for the for 2 and 3. I I watch them every, I watch all of them every year. Mm-hmm. I and I do agree they progressively get. Yeah. They progressively get worse, Jack but they're Frost. they're all they're all enjoyable. I I, yeah. I I hate the only thing I can say that I truly do hate in that franchise is how um uh how Jack Frost turns like good she, and mm. the chick is like warm. Just like heart warm hugs make you make hugs make your heart grow warm or yeah. whatever. I'm like, this yeah. is why you didn't have a career after this lady. <laughs> But yeah, what uh, what else you got
2: uh, coming in number three? And this is, for the longest was my favorite Disney uh, live action remake was uh, um, Cinderella, nice. uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, Kenneth Branagh and Lily James and Richard Madden and Kate Blanchett. I thought it was it was a really nice tale a nice story and 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 kind of more on the serious, more darker side of Disney as well. But I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then number two, we, we talked about earlier, uh, Corella. It it still I still can't believe how much I love that film. And uh, I guess I should have asked you guys when we reviewed it. Are they going to continue her story? You know, we got Malef- Maleficent 2 and, and you know this is getting a lot of great feedback. Uh are we going to get a, a follow up to this film? Oh, so, yeah,
1: definitely. I think I think it's all we I think we're going to get like the sequel is going to be like the actual another 101 Dalmatians live action.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like for me, I actually don't think we're going to they're going to cross that line because if you notice, they didn't touch on once that they were killing these animals to create <laughs> You know, the, the clothes, because even when, when the Baroness thought that, that, uh, Cruella killed the Dalmatians, she showed mm-hmm. that she didn't because she still had the Dalmatians there. It'd be right. in 2021. I do I don't think that's a subject that Disney's gonna touch live action wise. I actually mm-hmm. feel the way I feel about Joker. I don't think it deserves, I don't think it needs a sequel. I think this, As a standalone story really work, really works well. That's why, like, Mm. I didn't really mention it in the news because I, I, I don't think a one sentence line in an article on the Hollywood Reporter really (laughs) confirms that Joker (laughs) 2 is coming. So I, you know, I'm not really, it's not anything that I really think is going to happen until, like, Joaquin Phoenix signs on the dot because it's,
1: it's, I don't think he will.
0: Yeah. And I don't think he will because I think it would be only, like, the seventh Oscar winner in history to ever reprise his role. In a, in a sequel. I did have something that I forgot to mention throughout Cruella since we're talking about Cruella. Um, you guys are on Letterboxd, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Someone posted this review, and because, you know, we're in the New York City area, I thought you guys would like it. It's about, it's it's not that long, but I wanted to read it to you guys. So this is, a, this is someone's review on Letterboxd. Siegel is his name. Five ladies walked into the showing late and spent a few minutes continually changing their seats and whispering loud, loudly to each other. They finally got settled in, and this kid started making noise. One of the women got up, walked over to the kid, and told him to please shut the fuck up. The kid's mom yelled at her and called her a white trash bitch, and she yelled back and called her fat, and a major shouting match broke out. They walked out and continued fighting right outside, and at this point, half the audience had gotten up to watch them instead of the movie. I was sitting all the way in the back, so I was able to do both, and then I heard the sound of a fucking taser. The mom tased the other lady twice. The mom stormed into the theater, grabbed her child. She was still holding the taser, by the way, and rushed out so fast. About a minute later, the movie paused, and soon after, the cops showed up. They listened to all our accounts, and they and the theater manager offered us refunds or just to go to the next showing. The movie was alright, but the experience was unforgettable. Living in New York City is so fun.
1: <laughs> Jake, <laughs> that sounds like New York, because I've actually had th- I've actually had that experience where where there's fight like this. It's funny because it's like one time me and my fiance <laughs> were in the movie theaters. I can't remember what movie we were watching. It was this two dudes right below us, and the I guess one of them was was like a side dude, and the guy's actual boyfriend came into the theater and put him on blast like, "Oh, are you cheating on me?" That I was just laughing. So I'm like, it, "This would only happen in New York." Yeah. So it- that taser story is like, if you would have read that and I told me where that where it was and you asked me where you think that happened. I would have definitely said the. And me. I can I tell you, my, and and I, I my city.
0: and I can tell you what theater probably was too. It was probably 42nd, 42nd. Street. Yep. <laughs> so so yeah. So <laughs> Corella number number two for you, Ellie. All right, JC yeah, no. five through two. What do you got?
1: Um, same number five as you, sir. Um, Santa Claus, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Is probably I think of my top five Christmas, favorite Christmas movies as well. Everything you both said, it's just like I'm not big on Tim Allen period, like a mm-hmm. live action. Like besides this. The only movie his I love is Galaxy Quest. I uh, prefer his voiceover work and Toy Story better.
0: Don't disrespect Home Improvement,
1: my friend. <laughs> so, Tool Time, Tool you Time, use, baby, Tool Time. That uh, your your introduction of Pam Anderson, too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four is Cruella. Like quality wise, it would be number two. But just the ones I have over it is you know like like I'm very like now, now I'm not amusement park like David, but I'm, I grew up on Disney movies. This is just more like you know, like you said, preference. Um, number three, Hocus Pocus. Like you both, like um I said, I watch it once every. Well, I, I could watch it outside of Halloween, but for 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 October, I definitely gotta watch it at least once every year. The sequel. I'm just happy that they brought him back because I hate when these sequels they just they just bring like different characters. So I'm just happy that that the trio is coming back. But I don't have much expectations because I read like what the plot might be, and it's about like. Um, like these three girls that like bring back the Sanderson and sisters which is pretty much going to be a retreat of the first one and be later comedy sequels rarely work I mean number two coming to America which is horrendous so it's just like I don't have much expectations I'm just happy that it at least the, the trio's coming back Um number two is remember the Titans nice like like Dave said like that when they do the whole we are the Titans it's iconic like I we watched it I think like a month ago and I I was doing my little dance and I was singing it because I just love that scene, Man, to Devine Ryan Gosling. And what I love about it is that you know it tackles a lot of like tough subjects, you know, the racism that was going on in the seventies and how you know it was like how people you know like like just because different skin colors, I mean, none like you know you 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 are all playing a, a game you love, football. You know, you guys want to like come together to you know try to win championships. And that's why I was all about Ethan Soupley's character that, like, you know, he was like so fun loving, you know, singing the temptations, that like, he didn't see color, he just saw like, you know, people that had the same passion to him. That's to me, that's what we all should wanna do. You know, like me and Dave were, you know, actually we're all minorities here, you know, they, Me and Dave being Latino you know and, you know, LA. So I was like, oh you know, like I never really had an issue. I mean i have dealt with racism so like i understand that so i love that in a disney movie attack with Plus the fact that disney movie was able to get denzel that's great
0: yeah and this is good denzel too so this is really good yeah. denzel
1: and he, I I, that role.
0: do we all have the same number one
1: um i don't know, I think elliot might actually have remember the time that's what i think his number one is is that your number one elliot spoiler yep Oh nice. Yeah cuz I'm like I'm like I'm like no one it does not not name remember the titans cuz I'm yeah. like he hasn't said it yet. Oh yeah, he
0: didn't say it. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. talk yeah. Uh, talk about it. Well, I mean, J.C. summed it up perfectly. I mean,
2: Denzel is my favorite actor of all time, um, and I just I'm, I grew up in sports, basketball, and, and and football, and and that's one thing about sports too that just always stood out to me is no matter your color, your your background, your you know where you come from, uh, in the neighborhood, you know between the lines, it doesn't it doesn't matter what color you are, and the fact that they did that, but also took it outside the line to kind of apply it to everyday life uh was was huge man and it's just such a feel-good film uh it's you know it has the the life lessons but it doesn't feel preachy at all and just some great performances across the board and, and again it shows you you know if we can if you can have a common goal and win a football game we should all have the common goal of being good human beings to one another so i thought that the film was excellent and great and just just a really good feel-good movie uh and like i said Denzel's is my guy and it's one of my favorite performances of his uh so yeah i love remember R- the titans and it's a film that uh, i always like to revisit
0: every now and then nice yeah no, I, I love it. And one thing I didn't mention before, and uh, it's crazy that well, who some of these actors ended up becoming. Like the guy that played Gary bertier is played Opie. Opie. Mm-hmm. So it's just, mm-hmm. just wild. And then what was, um oh, man, he, uh, C- Creed's trainer duke's son is wasn't remember the titans yeah whatever what yeah.
1: is yep. yeah so it's just um, crazy bark and then fire.
0: Of, and then of course ryan gosling it's just crazy that uh, the <laughs> career that a lot of these guys <laughs> have mm-hmm. um all right yeah cool so jc do you and i have the same number one yeah okay cool so yeah my number one is mary poppins um i i'm a big musical fan and the fact that this movie is able to blend in not just Disney animation, Disney musical animation, but a live action musical as well. Like really is impressive especially for that time. Uh Julie Andrew gives an Oscar winning performance. She is incredible as Mary Poppins. Dick Van Dyke does not get as much love as he deserves for like, the his accent like, is horrible. It, like yeah, the accent is horrible, but like his dancing in this movie is top notch. Yeah. He he is so much fun to watch. Um, and I just love that the movie is really not just about Mary Poppins. The movie is about the family dynamic, the father relationship with his kids. I think that you know, and we see that in Saving Mr. Banks that the book is basically about her relationship with her father, her drunk father. So, in this aspect, it's about a businessman that cares more about work than. His kids, and it takes Mary coming down to show um Mr. Banks what exactly the 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 true rich riches of life is, and that's your kids and family, so yeah, Mary Poppins has always stood out to me as my number one. Corella is like could take that top spot one day, but for now, Mary Poppins remains as my favorite disney live action film and j c talk about it uh
1: you pretty much know that I love how they makes they. They mixed um animation and live action. Julie Andrews' performance is amazing. I heard that when I found out that she won the Oscar, like I'm like it's deserved. But you know, you don't really hear Disney movies getting nominated for acting awards, so I thought it was pretty cool. Like like said, Dick Van oh, sorry, Dick Van Dyke's acting is terrible, but uh, he thankfully he knew he killed the musical numbers and the dancing, so that helped to make his character iconic. And I love that they were they actually brought back. The older one the older character he played for the sequel yeah that was great he was alive to play it Just and he danced we like yeah yeah the table dance it was like similar to how i felt like with james earl jones being being uh, thankfully being alive to be able to voice mufasa because i couldn't see anybody else voice him in the remake and um it's definitely the better one of of um Julia andrew's two iconic musicals yeah i like yeah, the sound I'm of like... music
0: but it's way too long yeah.
1: It's yeah. way too long. I mean, you, I would have said more. But you, you pretty much said everything I could have said. Dave, sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, all right.
0: Um. So yeah, that wraps everything up for this week. This was a great discussion, guys. Um. More of the story. We love Cruella, and you guys should definitely check it out because it is one of the best films of the year, and hopefully, it is going to kill it at the box office. So, Elliot has oh owed... Of
1: course. Yes. Go ahead. I was ahead. surprised. That, I was surprised the budget was two hundred million. I did not. I, I thought it was going to be like ninety to hundred.
0: Yeah, the budget was high, but salaries, I salaries and costs. I mean, look at all the costumes. Yeah, probably the
1: costume department.
0: Yeah. Uh so as always, Elliot, where the, where can they find you? Yeah, man, again, this is uh, uh, always a great time. I look forward
2: to these once a month. I can't wait for the next discussion. But, yeah, you guys can find me on the interwebs, uh, on YouTube at Movie Files, talking about the latest movies and TV shows and having a good time doing so. Uh, You guys can find me on Instagram at Movie Files, as well as on Twitter at Movie Files Live.
1: And JC? You can find me on Instagram, on Merk with the Movies. I post pretty much all types of news in these documentaries, foreign films, live action. I do movie reviews. I post pretty much every new trailer. Yes. I'm always open to have fun discussions. I'm very friendly. DM me and ask me film opinions, recommendations, which I love because I love opening the minds of a lot of young cinephiles.
0: Nice. And then you can find me at Real Talk and uh, Gonzo underscore mania. Next month uh, at the on the round table, we're going to be discussing... A franchise that I do not hold dear, but I know JC does and I think Elliot does too. Uh we're going to be discussing the Fast and Furious franchise and uh Yes Family. We're going we're going to rank the fam (laughs) we're going to rank the family known as the Fast and Furious. Until then see at the movies kids.